0: Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast.
1: Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing. Whose advice will give you an edge against the competition? You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode of the Copper Newer Path Podcast. This episode is sponsored by BreacherCRM.com. Hey guys, I got to ask you a question. Are you still? manually requesting reviews from your clients, your customers, or maybe you're just forgetting to do it at all, go check out BreacherCRM.com. It's an automation and marketing software that'll help you put all of your review requests and generation on autopilot so you don't have to remember or ignore it altogether. So BreacherCRM.com. And here we are. I want to introduce you to my guest for today's episode. I'm really excited about this because we've talked a few times on this podcast about mental health and the importance of mental health, not only in your transition out of your law enforcement career, but also during your entrepreneurial journey. And as you focus on being uh, in the business world, growing your business and, and pursuing that. And today I want to talk to you about physical health, about your physical health, not just the mental health part of it, but your physical health is also very, very important uh, to your business and your just overall health in general and your happiness in life. And so nobody wants to hear about physical health advice, physical fitness advice from a fat guy. So (laughs) I brought on, I brought on a guest today. I'm going to introduce you to here. uh, Julian Hayes, the second, is that correct?
0: That is correct. I appreciate Um, say in the second, I have to pay respect to my father.
1: (laughs) Well, Julian, you're, you're a bit of a, uh, physical wellness. I don't want to say guru. I feel like that word guru is so taboo anymore, but, um, a, a fitness and wellness expert. And, uh, this is just your area of interest. So why don't you tell us a little bit, uh, about yourself and, and why this is so important to you?
0: Yeah, well, you know, our, you, you hear you hear the cliche saying that our health is our wealth. But I really like to think of it. I, I really love octopus, So I like to think of our health as the head of an octopus, right? And then the octopus has all these other ten- tentacles. And that's what I look at all these different areas of life as, you know, from our relationships, from our vocation, to just generally feeling good about life. Those are different aspects of that tentacle. But in the middle is that health. And when that health is not there, the middle of that head that tentacles are not going to operate to their best capability. So I'm obsessed with human potential. And to get to human potential means we need to train ourselves to be at our peak physical conditioning. Doesn't mean you have to have a a shredded six pack or anything, but it means to have optimal health and to have a level of physical fitness that suits you to carry out the job that you need to.
1: So I got to admit something to you. I, I love fitness. I really do. Okay, and I say I'm a, I'm kind of a fat guy. I'm just a little fluffy, I guess. But, um, I, I love fit. Like I love being in the gym. I love lifting weights. I love the way it makes my body feel. I love the way it makes my day go. I love the way that I sleep better. I just generally feel better, right? But I have to admit, what? So when I was in law enforcement, I felt motivated routinely to get to the gym. Right? I had a purpose in going to the gym because my My thing was, well, tomorrow or heck today, I might have to, I might end up in a fight. I might end up in the fight for my life and I need to be physically fit enough to be able to protect myself, defend myself and go home to my family. But I also need to be fit enough to protect the people that I have sworn to protect in the community. Right. And so there was this, this constant motivation that drew, that drove me to get up at five o'clock in the morning, go hit the gym, do it seriously and also try and, you know, keep my diet in line. When I left my law enforcement career and I I came into entrepreneurship at full time, the motivation's different now and I have a harder time getting to the gym. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you is like how do we stay focused on our fitness when our priorities our life and our motivations change?
0: Yeah, I think this is where you start to run an audit on yourself. And that's one of the first things I always do with people is before you ever talk about any diet or any tactical stuff, you really get down to an audit and to really learn yourself and to figure out what actually motivates me, what gets me wired, what, what propels me each day because we all we each have different reasons. Some of us, it, we're more competitive and we're trying to prove a point to someone. We think about those people from back then. I'm probably one of those people. I always have a chip on my shoulder. I was a super skinny guy. It never leaves me. And even just from leaving medical school to doing entrepreneurship now, I still have a point to prove that I made the right decision. So I always keep that in my head. For some other people, it's thinking about your family. It's thinking about walking your daughter down the aisle. It's thinking about um, seeing, running around with your great grandkids, not just seeing them. So we each have different reasons. So it really take some time, dial it back and say, what really motivates me? What really inspires me? Why am I doing all of this? Then after you do that, then it's starting to look at your day, look at the structure of your day and see where can I carve this time in for physical fitness and then start to create the strategy from there.
1: So what is your advice then on, I mean, it's this is a, a, a mindset hurdle for sure, but uh, I agree with everything you said there. And in fact, I, I share some of those motivations, right? With my, my kids and, and wanting to be around for them and what that means in the future. But I admittedly as much as I want to say that that is equal in motivation um or greater actually because <laughs> it should be right mm-hmm. the the struggle I have and I'm sure I'm not alone is I'm like, well that's a future thing, right? And so as human beings I think we have a tendency to just be like, "Oh, well, I'll kick the can. Like I'll be all right. That won't happen to me. I'll be around. That's that's 20 years in the future, 15, 10, whatever it may be." Whereas I was used to an immediate right. I have to survive tomorrow. I need to make sure I go home, right? And um, that is far more immediately motivating. And so, how do I? How do? How do I? And others maybe that are experiencing the same thing. How do I get my mind back to this is an immediate thing that I need to fulfill?
0: It's finding ways to create stakes, and that's that's going to be different for everyone. Now, for me, like I said, I grew up and I firsthand saw what happens when you don't take care of your health. I saw it from my father, saw it from my grandfather, saw it from different aunts and uncles. So I visually have this in my head that like, what I'm doing today is basically like investing in the stock market, but for my health. That if I don't take care of this, then I'm not going to have that future that I think I do. Because it's a very finite line. So I don't have as much of a buffer and runway as I think I do. So for me, that's very easy. For others, maybe not because you haven't You haven't seen that. And maybe you think you're the exception. I know I'm not the exception with that. And so unfortunately, a lot of times in life, I hate to say this, but pain is our greatest teacher. Pain can be maybe getting that wake up call when you go for your annual checkup. And the doctor says, well, you're you're pre-diabetic. Or maybe, you know, my best friend, he's 25 pounds overweight. He has his wake up call that he can't just get away with his college diet like he used to do. So oftentimes, that pain is going to be our greatest teacher. I hate it, but just like in entrepreneurship, there's a stage that there's we're going to have to go through that fire and hit that struggle and have those moments where we just mess up because that's the only way we're going to learn.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate and disappointing that, that uh, adversity is such a motivator, but it really is. In all areas of life, it is yeah. a huge motivator.
0: Yeah, as humans, humans are... I think it was Tony Robinson talked about, uh, pain and pleasure, and a, l- a lot of times, w- and uh, we'll hold on to something more than, than than we'll try to go gain something, and that and so that's just basic human psychology, and but we can use that to our advantage, it, it but it that's the mindset stuff is not sexy yeah. though, to really sit and learn about yourself that's not mm-hmm. sexy and it's kind of hard to conceptualize at times as well.
1: Yeah, you're you're kind of using my own words against me because one of the one of the one of the phrases that I use or I, I, I guess, preach sometimes as a marketing uh, person is that people are far more motivated from a marketing psychology perspective to move away from pain than they are to move towards success. And that's exactly oh, yeah, what you're right. just saying right there.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't even think of it that way, but you are 100% correct. And honestly, there's a lot of days where I do not feel like, like after this, after this conversation here, I'm I'm going to the gym. I don't really want to go, but it's part of a job. It's part of a job that makes me a much more effective entrepreneur. It's part of a job that makes me much more of an effective leader. So in an essence, it still is a service, but it's just changed. So maybe you're not out in the community right, serving and protecting right now, but you're still doing that. And it just looks different now. You have your company, you still have your family that you're leading and that you're protecting. So the dynamics have changed. The decorations have changed. But if you look beneath that, it's still the same philosophy and the mindset that's required.
1: So how exactly do you approach accomplishing this goal um, with, with folks? Like, is there kind of a general guideline of, of this is the, this is the mission and steps of how we achieve this. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So it's um, I I do a lot of preliminary work as I call it. And it's really understanding the person that I'm talking to. And so everyone has a blank canvas. And as we mentioned earlier, we, we do a very deep audit and then we get into a little more of the tactical thing. So that's where you're starting to do different blood testing, genetic testing, and you're getting a comprehensive profile of, of who this person is in front of me because we're all basically 999 percent the same. But that 0.1% makes a huge difference. And a lot of that time, and that's going to dictate what type of nutritional strategy we should use, what type of exercise strategy we should use. And then also I'm looking at how's your relationships? Because when I think about stress, a lot of times we talk about stress as a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It just depends on how are you approaching that stress. So some people have a lot more stressful environment than others. And so that's also going to dictate um, their nutritional strategy as well. And so I look at a lot of things. I love data. So I collect a lot of data at the beginning. And then I go back in what I call my little bunker. And I, I have like a whiteboard and everything. And I have other peers that look at different aspects. And we basically whiteboard this person from a blank canvas to having all this data. And then we make a very precise plan. Because the entrepreneurs, and as you know yourself and many listeners, your time is finite when you're an entrepreneur. There's a lot of fires that you gotta put out at times and you have something what I call the success paradox where the more you increase in business, the more success you get, the more responsibility you're gonna have, the more in demand you're gonna get, and the more that you're gonna wanna serve and continue to do your job well. And the thing that unfortunately gets left out then is your personal wellness? So it's not really an issue of negligence. It's just really an issue that your health accidentally gets put to the back burner because you have the, all these other things at top of mind.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I never looked at it that way, but I think I think that's a accurate portrayal of why. Essentially, I mean, not only is there you know an aging body to deal with, but as we get older, and we also experience more success as we get older because. We learn things and we, and we grow and we gain knowledge and experience and wealth. That's also part of the reason why we get fatter <laughs> as we get older, right? Um, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons that then you, can, you can say your metabolism changes and everything. But depending, I mean, and that's sometimes people use that as an excuse uh, that my metabolism slows as I get older. It does, but it doesn't have to be because a lot of that is dependent upon how you're living and, and how you're exercising, eating, and sleeping.
1: So there's a big debate that I've seen recently uh, because I actually have a bunch of clients that are gym owners. And I, so I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen several people post uh, blog articles that, that are on both sides of this coin. And some will say that in order to lose weight, you should do lots and lots of cardio, right? Like that's kind of the old traditional... Like that concept has been around for a long time. But a lot of people now are saying as personal trainers are like, no, actually, you don't need to do a lot of cardio. You need to do more weightlifting. So like, what's the balance?
0: Yeah, I like both.
1: No, that's not fair. You can't take the middle road.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I look at it. Well, I look at it this way. So if you're just focused on aesthetics, just solely focused on aesthetics, then you don't need to do as much quote unquote cardio. It really comes down to your diet and then weight training. Those are That's going to be all you need for just focusing on your aesthetics. But the reason why I said cardio as well is because we have to think about just because health is not just what you see on the outside, but it's also what's going on, on the inside. Because at the end of the day, the inside really becomes the outside. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but over time, the inside typically becomes the outside, and that's going to reveal itself of how you're really treating your body. So cardiovascular-wise, these are two different systems that you're working here. So c- when you need to take cardio, you're working your cardiovascular system, blood vessels, lung capacity, respiratory rate. And those are pivotal things for our overall health. Weight training does that to a certain extent, but weight training is more about working on your bone density, working on your stakes. it's hormonal benefits as well. But each has a place in a more optimal training program. And then probably where the debate comes in is, where, how much do you do of of each one? That's where you get in a little more nuances and it becomes a little more individualistic. So I hope I didn't play it safe on that one if that answered it, because I, 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 love, I love both of them. I do both of them now. Previously, I was more into just the weight training and I did the occasional sprinting and then boxing. But as I've learned over time, got more into longevity and talked to more, more uh, doctors and people a lot more knowledgeable than me, who I learned from, the cardio aspect is crucial as well.
1: So do you think there's there's a ratio that, that works best or does that differ from person to person?
0: Yeah, um, I guess it's not a, a, a satisfactory answer, but it differs from person to person. Now I will say, typically I recommend that m- people lift weights at least three times a week. I think three times a week is good. And when I say cardio, that doesn't mean you go out for marathons or half marathons or anything like that. You could you could do a mixture of some high intensity training, you can, and then you can also include walking. Walking is a very underrated form of cardio. And here's the thing that you can combine work and fitness. Instead of just having meetings where you're sitting down, why not have walking meetings? And that's taking two things at once right there. And uh, so we have because there's different levels of different zones so we have walking that's probably lower intensity still effective then we have high intensity training that's jump roping that's uh sprinting just all out activity that you can't do for too long and then you have that middle zone which is more like the zone two training and that's that's probably about 60 percent of your heart rate and it's a comfortable pace but it's still challenging and so incorporating a mixture of those throughout the week along with the weight training is a well-balanced training program
1: Hey, it's Adam here, just jumping in for a quick break. The journey from cop to copreneur can be challenging. Isolation, after all, is the enemy of success. You need fellow copreneurs in your corner to share resources, ideas, challenges, and wins with. You need ongoing support and training in a safe and private environment. That is exactly what the Leo to CEO community is all about. Join now for free by going to leo to CEO.com and clicking on the green button and i'll see you at our next live workshop. Now back to the show. So now i'm i'm a i'm a guy that spends a lot of time at a desk in front of a computer with with my business. Mm-hmm what are some things that I can do? And and maybe, uh, maybe we can make this more generalized for everybody, right? Regardless. But, um, Mm -hmm. what are some things I can do? I've left my law enforcement career. I'm focused on business right now and maybe spending more time sitting, which is hard to say for a cop actually, because we spend a lot of hours in a patrol car too. But, um, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a rural, uh, rural cop, like I was, but, um, what are some things that we can do now? to focus on staying aligned like how can we keep ourselves in check make sure that we're doing what we need to be doing and staying healthy uh for the future for our future selves
0: answer the first part where you're talking about yourself and sitting you're a lot more sedentary sitting and working i like pomodoros and i like to always just have a rule of so Are you familiar with Pomodoro? I guess so Pomodoro is a Pomodoro is basically, okay. A I was going to ask you what that was. Yeah, it's, it's basically, I think it's called the Pomodoro technique. So it's basically 25 minutes on, five minutes off, then 25 minutes on, five minutes off. And I think you do, I think three or four of those, and then there's a longer break. But the point being is to not sit down for just an extended period of time. So even if you're not, you don't have to take a walk around the block or anything. Or, you know, that sounds good in theory, but it's not really practical. Just to every 25 minutes, go take a walk around the block. So what I do is if I'm having a writing session, I will work for about 30 minutes or so. And then I will t- stand up at least and just to loosen my body up and refresh myself. And then I'll sit down and do another one. And then I'll sit down and do another one. And then maybe I'll go for a walk. And so that's just something to break up the day right there and then speaking on mental health because you can't leave this out that is something as well that i do at least at the middle of the day is almost like a, a time to check in with myself to say how's the day going am i aligned am I on task how am i feeling and then i'll go about my day so that's like my serves as my halftime because i can have a tendency to get high strung as well so this is my time to decompress put some meditative music on because i like to feel in a peaceful state throughout most of my day. So that's that's my strategy. That's my philosophy. I have to be in a peaceful state. So I I ensure that. And probably the next piece is to have some sort of nutritional philosophy. I call it a standard of performance. I stole that word from Bill Walsh and how he did the San Francisco 49ers when he was rebuilding that franchise. So it's basically having a way of doing things. So knowing let's say throughout the week, at least, what are three to five meals that are gonna be my go-to meals? I don't have to put a lot of thinking into, and they're very easy to make. They're effective, but they're also efficient. So for me, my staple is it's either chicken or it's either gonna be some type of fish as my meat. I'm gonna have a a plate of vegetables with that, and I'm gonna have some rice, and I'm gonna have olive oil. So I hit my, my fats, my carbs, and my protein. For some people who don't need as much carbs or you're on a keto diet or whatever, then you can just switch that ratio around. But the moral of the story is to have some type of go-to meal. And so my breakfast is the same. So when I wake up, I know I'm having my smoothie. Something that may change for me personally is my lunch, because sometimes I might meet someone out for lunch, but, my, but I have structure to my day. And I think adding structure, because a lot of us do this with our business, but we sometimes forget to do it with our personal health. And a lot of times you can pretty much treat your body like a business and run it the same kind of way. So if you need to, if, if you outsource in business, perhaps considering outsourcing your nutrition. Maybe you don't have to outsource all your meals for nutrition, but maybe say, okay, I'm pretty good at breakfast, I'm pretty good at dinner time, but it's the middle of the day that gets a little hectic for me. So maybe I look into a meal delivery service for lunch. And so I'm gonna have at least five Monday through Friday. I'm going to have that meal already prepared. So that keeps me on track and I don't have to stop too much because I get busy with work. So it's just something I can eat and get right back to it.
1: Yeah. I struggle with that with lunch. Um, I feel like most of the time lunch is an interruption to my day and a waste of my time. Even if I'm hungry, it feels like a burden and a chore to go deal with lunch. And I get frustrated. My, my wife laughs at me because most of the time, I work from home and I'll go out there and I'll open the refrigerator and I'll just go, I hate lunch. <laughs> because,
0: that's, that's, that's the meal that stumps everyone. Yeah. I kid you not. It is lunch. Lunch is the meal that stumps everyone. So that's why I like, that's usually one of the first things I ask is what are you going to do for lunch? Because a lot of times, especially people who are out and about and, and they, they're meeting a lot of people and they're not at home. They're generally going to go for what's convenient. And generally, mm-hmm as a rule of the world, the thing that's most convenient is not the thing that's most ideal for us. And it's right. are still going to serve us the best. And that's just in every category of life. Usually convenience is not the thing that we need.
1: <laughs> yep. You are absolutely right. Well, Julian, you've got, um, you've got your own podcast and you've got some really great resources on your website. Why don't you tell everybody about your podcast? What what, what can they expect if they come check it out and how do they find it
0: yeah so the podcast is optimal health for busy entrepreneurs and it is all it's located at all major listening outlets and the premise is the marriage between health and business so there's talks of anti-aging strategies but then there's also talks of how do we put all this together so as you can tell i'm i'm very into systems and integration because all the the tactics and tools and cool wearables. It's not going to mean anything if you don't have that foundation built. So in addition to the solo episodes, I also have different scientists and different health experts on. And then I I have a a few occasional guests on the business side of things to talk about health and business as well.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll put all the links for the podcast and Julian's website and other social media channels that he's on where you can follow him. We'll put all those in the show notes for the episode. So you can go check that out by just going to cpp.fm. That'll take you right to the podcast page, and then you can just pull up this podcast number, this episode, and you'll find all the show notes there. Julian, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. You filled a filled a gap in our our discussion uh, spectrum here on the show. I appreciate it. Well, I
0: most definitely appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for your service, and thank you for your, your listeners out there, because I know it's a lot of law enforcement. So I've, a lot of times I feel like you guys are overlooked, and but it's, I definitely take a notice and appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast review, or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links descriptions and resources we talked about and if you haven't already make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live thanks again for tuning in and i'll catch you guys on the next episode